0: All right, gals and pals, game on. It's time for the Sports Gal Pal Podcast, where we help gals and their pals come together over sports. Don't hate the game, love the game, or at least find out why he loves it so much. Now your host, the Sports Gal Pal herself, Ramona Rice.
1: Well, hey there, GalPal Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Sports GalPal Podcast, where I help you understand why he screams at the TV during a game. I'm your host, Ramona Rice. You can connect with me on Twitter at SportsGalPow, and of course, on SportsGalPal.com. Gals and pals, congratulations. We have gotten to Super Bowl week, and while my beloved Philadelphia Eagles have been nowhere close to Super Bowl anything, damn you, Chip Kelly, and you're so Stupid, stupid GM, Chip Kelly, I hate you, and San Francisco deserves you. Ugh. All right, I'm moving on, Galpaw Nation, and it will be okay. I have with me, I'm so excited to have him on. You guys have no idea. So I have been totally, not even going to lie, f- flirting with him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to flat out admit it. He's laughing because he knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's been purely innocent maybe, um, to get him <laughs> on my show. It's been like a desperation. Please, please come on the show. Come on, Galpa Nation. Come on, get Sports Galpaw. And let's talk Broncos football because they are in the big game. They vanquished the evil empire, the New England Patriots, and forever all of us in football land say thank you. Um, but do they have enough to go up against Cam Newton in that ferocious Panthers offense? We'll see. But it is Captain Bronco himself from the Captain Bronco Booze cast. Hello, Captain Bronco. How are you?
0: (laughs) Hello, Galpa. How are you? Thanks for having me on.
1: I am very excited. I'm very um, upset you're not drinking anything. I mean, you're drinking, but, you know, we're I am
0: drinking. I'm drinking the Pellegrino, but I do have uh, some banquet beer. Here in hand to drink the cold Rocky Mountain waters that I drink from every week.
1: Yes. So your thing is that we drink while we're podcasting. So I Absolutely. had before um, the episode, I went ahead and drank a mine because I was 13. Um Bold Rock is a local brewery here in Virginia. They just opened one in North Carolina. I don't consider that real i only want to drink the virginia version and they do hard cider and it's delicious nice um yes in fact you were just in north carolina not too and i'm sorry you were in a terrible part of it
0: oh i don't know chapel hill was pretty nice uh Uh, no (laughs) beyond the sports rivalries i will say this the unc campus is very beautiful no um and i did have some really good craft beer out there surprisingly enough no uh being a socal kid you never think anybody's going to have better beer than you, and and I give them credit. There is some hoppy deliciousness in North Carolina.
1: No. Stop no. it. Stop <laughs> it, Captain Bronco, or you're going to get kicked I'll stop off. gushing. Yeah, seriously. Chapel Hill's a cesspool of awful. Okay? All right. They are, they, are, they are our Raiders. All right, Bronco man. Deal?
0: Bro- Fair enough. Fair they, enough. They are
1: awful, and they have a coach that looks like a used car salesman.
0: But they have a really good advertising and marketing strategy that they built from within, which is pretty amazing. So considering that's my line of work in real life, uh, it was pretty – it was a privilege to kind of see how they broke everything down. I know. Silence.
1: Wow. Um, we had a president um, you know, and the writer of the Declaration of Independence fi- fi- who founded our school.
0: That's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, However, if you look into the background and the history of those people who signed the Declaration of Independence, sometimes you can find that they should have been probably guests on the booze cast. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. (laughs) Meandering and whoring around with their alcohol and craft beer. Uh, I would have loved to have interviewed them and had them on, not knowing what their sports preferences were.
1: Nice, nice, nice. All right, speaking of sports preferences, Captain Bronco, I like to start every interview with the same question. How would you get into sports?
0: Oh, wow. Um, How did I get into sports? Uh, Sports, in general, I got into when I was a kid, being the the son of a Marine and uh, your parents trying to constantly keep you busy. Uh, sports was one of those activities that my mother could help wear me out and my dad felt like I got some kind of leadership skills out of it and uh, so I played a lot of t-ball baseball soccer growing up and uh, ironically enough never played football until junior high but uh, have always been a huge fan of the Denver Broncos and that's something for me that has stuck with me since birth
1: yeah and that was your mom who started that right
0: Correct. My mom's side of the family is from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and uh, it just, you know, I don't know about you, but growing up and, and having your team, uh, the Broncos were always unique to me because they were the, they had the loudest uniforms. That bright orange uniform was something that was that was not something typical that sports teams did back, you know, in the in the seventies and eighties. And so, uh, I, I clung to that. Um, and it, it, it has been a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It has been an impact in my life ever since I was a kid. I mean, this, as you, you know, you gave me some pre interview questions. Broncos football to me is more important than most things. And I got in trouble with some people, <laughs> on, people on Facebook uh, for saying that the most important day of my life is this Sunday. Um, but, you know, for me, when you care about something deeply, regardless if it's a personal relationship with, you know, family members or, or football, um, it has a resounding effect on you. So uh,
1: You will get no arguments here um, on my podcast or within Galpah Nation. We know the place of sports. Um, I have gone on record saying that I would trade my children for a national championship in basketball for UVA. So, um,
0: yes. Ab- absolutely right. I mean, I've been there myself. I would be happy to sell my blood. Till the point of death, if it meant that you know maybe Peyton Manning could have a transfusion of awesomeness a little bit.
1: Well, he's doing the HGH, so
0: he- no, no, no. See <laughs> that that you know I have to say, being being a Broncos fan, and, and I will agree to this. I there are people who are always doing nefarious things. You know, Derek Wolfe got busted earlier this year. Uh, for for doing some performance-enhancing drugs. And they all come out and they all say the same thing. I didn't do it. I didn't have any part in it. Uh, Von Miller got it two seasons ago. Um, The Broncos have had their fair share of players who had substance abuse problems. But I think the unique thing about that HHH story with Peyton Manning was that it came from an outlet that has no sports history whatsoever named Al Jazeera, who then so quickly decided that they were going to shut their doors of their Al Jazeera offices in the United States. So it's hard for me to take any kind of story with credence sports and just Peyton Manning's a nice guy. He's a nice guy besides his forehead.
1: Nice guy or not. um, It's an interesting thing because last year we were uh, unfortunately dealt with the controversy of were the balls inflated, Were they not inflated.
0: But they were <laughs> deflated. There was no <laughs> question about this. Now, let me ask you, this is, that's a, you bring up a good point, Ramon. Yes. Did you did you read the, the report afterwards? Of
1: course I did. Who didn't?
0: Okay. So in my point in all this, and, and this is where I start getting irritated with, with football and Goodell and the rest of it, you cannot tell me after reading that report that there was any indication that they did not knowingly deflate the balls because of the preference of what Tom Brady asked them to do.
1: I personally just didn't care, and I'll tell you why I didn't care. I mean, the, the intent to cheat is awful, and it absolutely shouldn't happen, and we know with that culture within that practice, I mean, hello, it cost me a Super Bowl. It cost me a Super Bowl as they were, you know, stealing signs from, you know, and granted, yes, also John, Donovan had the flu, and that could not have helped. So, but it could have. You never know if they didn't know our game plan or if Andy Reid could figure out timeouts. So many things. I'm going right. to blame all on Bill Belichick because that's fun to do. Why I was, not? Because yes. he's an asshat. He is an asshole. Um, <laughs> he is. I'm going to flat out say it. Bill Belichick is the evil emperor. And he even looks like so with his hoods and his like crinkly face and all. He totally oh, has fucking, the force. Yeah, yes. he's Senator
0: Palpatine.
1: He absolutely is. See, Captain Brock, I knew you were my favorite for a reason. No one <laughs> else gets that reference but me. Yeah. That's not true. They get the reference, but I'm like, come on. I was on a um, podcast a couple weeks ago, um, a bunch of geeks, Altered Geek, which is a great podcast. And um, I was doing like a side thing where, uh, anyway, we were talking about it was a Patriots fan. And, and he's like, oh, he's not the evil empire. I'm like, have you seen his face? Like, let, me send you, let me send you the evil emperor and Bill Belichick with the hood side by side. You cannot argue that they are you, the exact same person.
0: Well, and when you look at his face, I mean, you can believe that electric bolts would shoot out of his fingertips he's just that big of a dick
1: yeah yeah and just but if he were my coach i would love him
0: well look there's there's no doubt that this guy has an institution installed in new england where he can take problematic players get them to conform to his system and they win football and championships i'm not going to deny that but in the fashion in which they do it they're constantly on the tail end of getting caught for doing something they shouldn't, and so what I've always had a problem with is if that surrounds that culture and that organization, no matter how many championships you win, everybody's going to put an asterisk next to it because you're a dick, you know. And so, uh, fuck them, okay. <laughs> fuck the Patriots.
1: Well, you kind of did that last Sunday, Von Miller. No, that was not. See, that was not. Von a Miller thing. made Tom Brady his bitch,
0: and, and you know the irony. I of liked that it. Is, if you go back and you watch the game, the Broncos did not blitz Tom Brady as much as they have in prior games. Uh, not just Tom Brady, but they didn't blitz the quarterback as, as much as they did. And he, Von Miller had a big day, big day.
1: Von Miller just woke up and said, hi, Tom Brady. Let me put grass stains. Let me put my grass stains all over
0: you. Yeah. That's pretty much well, what happened. Well, we we uh, we on the booze cast, and I think I got it from the fan cast, Colin Daniel said, wouldn't it be nice if he did the sack dance where he just skeeted right in his face? Um, that would have been, that would have been awesome. That would have Uh, been awesome. Yes. Would have been awesome. But you know, I think you look at the Broncos and you look at going into this game and, um, I, I think most Bronco fans are, are very humble going into this because they have not faced a team like the Panthers. Um, and I saw earlier today, I think the great way to kind of, um, explain them is that they're playing very loose and loose can be good or loose can be dangerous. Um, And so you'll never know until we see who shows up on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I feel like again if you look at the compare the teams, I mean it's like night and day. You have the Broncos over here with veterans, with you know probably arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and Peyton Manning. He's a game time manager. He knows exactly what he wants to do. He can make adjustments on the fly. The problem is his body is failing him. Like he's literally held together with screws and pins and glue. And at some point, I'm like his arm is literally going to fall off his body if we are not careful with him. And thank God you're back. Up somewhat competent and has had game time like experience because i'm really worried that carolina is going to take them out
0: it's uh, the, the, the broncos biggest problem this season by far has been their offensive line and in particular uh, their right guard michael Schofield, number 79 who was just destroyed uh by the raiders and pittsburgh and was taken advantage of and, and interesting enough I, I don't know if it's because peyton manning has such a quick release but the minute that uh Peyton went in for brock the sacks stopped occurring um and i think that's because manny can look through his reads very quickly and know who you know he's going to get rid of the ball but um i agree with you i think you know the panthers depending on which offensive strategy shows up like the broncos offense has been awful awful all season long but defense wins championships the number one defense in the nfl which is uncharacteristic of that franchise um you know, John Elway instituted at the end of last season, goodbye John Fox, goodbye people who had their foot out the door before the end of that last game with the Colts. And if you watched them, you could totally see that. There was no heart in that team. And I think that's the big difference that you see this year between the Broncos of last and, and now. And that is you have a franchise who's back to John Elway's you know, analogy when he played football. They go out kicking and screaming. They give a shit until the last, you know, the last second is off the clock.
1: Yeah, looking at the defensive comparison between the two teams, I think this is really important because we think, of first and foremost, Carolina as an offensive team—you can't—with Cam Newton in that offense, he is the MVP this year. He was the game changer. You guys have not faced a quarterback like that. Period. Mm-mm. Um, no. And because he could have been a tight end, he could have been a running back, he could have been a wide receiver, he just happens to be a quarterback. So he's like, sometimes I just want to be all three. Like Sometimes I really think like he throws the ball and catches it like magically because he's always in the end zone passing out balls to kids. So yeah. he very well could do that. Um, but looking at just some of the stats, passing yards allowed, you guys only allow um, less than 200 passing yards average per game, rushing yards less than 100, less than actually 85 rushing yards per game. And that's what is going to be interesting for Carolina to adapt to because they are a running team. They typically um, average over 107 yards, rush yards per game. And that's going to be the dip. No, excuse me, 142. That's you guys, 107. They right. average 142.6 yards. And that's primarily because they've got. The, the ultimate running quarterback of all time because it's he's 6'6", like 270 pounds at all muscle and, you know, it takes like 12 guys to get him down. Like, how are you guys going to adapt to that? Because with Brady, he doesn't run. So you knew what to expect. This is a whole big new thing.
0: It It is a new thing, but here's the one thing I've always thought about quarterbacks. If you want to bring in RG3s, you want to look at Colin Kaepernick's, you want to look at Michael Vick's, you want to look at Cam Newton's, Quarterbacks who have that style of play and are very aggressive and putting themselves out physically do not last very long in this league. They have a lifespan of maybe five to seven years. You will never see a quarterback of that stature have the longevity like a Tom Brady and a Peyton Manning does. And they're going to last until they're mid to late 30s. Now, going back to your question of how do you address the situation of Cam Newton – running the ball around and and looking at, you know, multiple offensive strategies. Really, you know, one of the things we talked about on our show was the fact that, you know, you're going to have to take your fastest linebacker in Von Miller and you're going to have to put him in a spy strategy, which is it which is going to pull the pressure off of, you know, a sack happy Denver defense. And so what does that mean? I really think it's going to be tough to determine how this game's going to be played out until the first half second ha you know second quarters taken care of and you can see what these teams have um brought to the table I mean the Broncos have done a very good job in looking at the teams that they're playing strategizing and finding weak weak weaknesses and then exploiting that um and especially when you have a you know a secondary that's been heavily injured uh on the denver defense and an offense that you know, hasn't been scoring a lot of points, they found a way to win. Um, and unless Wade Phillips calls me here in the next 10 minutes and tells me how they're going to do it, um, I'm going to look forward to the show. And and I, and I hope it's the same Denver defense that we've been privileged to watch, it, you know, minus the few games that we did lose during the season, which were tough. Uh, the Broncos have gone through a lot of um, upheaval during the season from, you know, you have Peyton Manning threw 17 interceptions as was leading the NFL, and he didn't even play like five weeks. I mean, that's that's insane when you think about those stats.
1: Did you agree with the decision to bench um, Brock and put Peyton back in?
0: Uh, that was a tough call for me. Game time, I thought this is bullshit because it wasn't Brock's fault. He was getting sacked and manhandled. He, didn't, he wasn't doing anything offensively, but going back to a point that you made earlier in the show, which was... Peyton Manning is an an offensive mastermind when it comes to strategy, right? And I'll tell you, one play that I watched this weekend when they played uh, the Patriots, there was a bootleg play that Manning did. And if you go back to the last postseason game against the Colts, he stayed back in the pocket and there was an open field and he could have ran and he didn't do it. Instead, he went for a 12-yard pass and we all know his foot or his thigh was messed up and – it was, it was ugly. What did he do this year? He fucking ran 15 yards. Peyton ass Manning ran 15 yards. That, to me, is that same level of caliber of like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to fucking win this thing. This is my last ride, and I've been saying this all season long since we started this show. If you go back and you look at how great NFL sports stories are written, it starts with something like this. It's a guy who's going out on his last leg and he gets injured. He comes back and he goes out winning a Super Bowl championship with two different teams that he's never done before and says, Thank you very much and good night. It's just, it, to me, it writes itself in a Super Bowl that is defined by numbers, not even Roman numerals anymore.
1: Um, Captain Bronco, that is a lovely story. And I could see <laughs> that movie playing out. Um, but this is not a fairy tale, this is football. And I have watched the Panthers manhandle without their number one offensive weapon in Calvin Benjamin. Um,
0: Yeah. So go back to this again. His number one – their number one offensive weapon is who?
1: Was Calvin Benjamin. Yeah. Who? (laughs) Exactly. Who who is this guy? (laughs) He hasn't played all year. He was so injured. That's the thing about the Panthers and how great they've been. It's just – I watched them and I totally wrote them off the minute that Calvin Benjamin was gone. I was like, okay. And here's the thing: so I did this whole two a days um, special at the beginning of the year where I had 32 different um, po- mini podcast episodes in a span of like three weeks. I don't recommend that, by the way. That was a lot of work. Um,
0: it probably very difficult.
1: Well, it was kind of fun actually. I enjoyed it because um, it gave me excuse to like tell my husband, "Hey, you got to watch the Tiny Humans because I got to <laughs> talk about. I had to. I had to do this interview, but 32." different men trying to organize them yeah uh uh-huh and different time zones like some of them were in england
0: asking men to execute anything
1: no no i gave them uh, it's like dealing with kids at restaurants so okay do you want the chicken fingers or the hamburger that's it you just give them choices like okay do you want the eight (laughs) o'clock spot the nine o'clock spot that's it those are the only ones i have no you get
0: the chicken fingers or the pizza i like that
1: yeah that's uh, that's all you do welcome to parenting um
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's why i have a dog
1: that, well, you know, that sometimes you have to do that with the dog, too. Sometimes you do. Um, but I'm looking at some of the matchups. Again, Cam Newton's best target this season has been Greg Olson. Of course, mm-hmm. T.J. Ward was fantastic for three quarters of the game covering Gronk, who's arguably the best tight, uh, tight end in the business. But he's mm-hmm. his own animal. I mean, d- what happened that last— Like, Well, that's right. You missed it. I did listen to the Booze cast because, again, you were fortunately exiled to the evilness of Chapel Hill to do your grown-up job. So you missed it when, you know, it's your fault. If they had lost the game because you stopped watching, it would have been your fault.
0: You don't understand it. how much I was looking at my phone. And, and here I was, a, a young relative executive in this room full of people that I should have been paying attention to. And I'm doing this. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, what's going on? Oh, my God, they scored a touchdown, Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and, you know, things coming on over text message do not have the same emotion when you're watching them. I literally had to leave the room and after they had won and say, I'm sorry, I need to compose myself because <laughs> c- I'm about to wet my pants. <laughs> you
1: poor guy. First, you had to go all the way to Cal- uh, to North Carolina and you had to suffer through Chapel Hill. And then you didn't get to watch like the end of what was arguably one of the greatest games I've seen all season. It was fantastic. Like on your cast- podcast, you asked, Where were you the last play? I was sitting in my favorite chair going, Dear God, if the Patriots pull this off, God hates us all, and we should you know, all be concerned.
0: You know what's interesting about that too, and I don't know. I, I don't know if you watch a lot of the pregame ESPN Sunday. I
1: try not to.
0: I don't either. It's gotten too hype-filled for me. But I will say this: I, I thought it was interesting before that game that Chris Berman um, on Sunday Countdown ended up making a prediction that the Broncos would lose that game by one point. And what was interesting was he was correct about the score just flip-flopped. And it's always interesting to me that NFL sports analysts and some people seem to get so damn close.
1: Did he um, eat some crow and admit that he was wrong?
0: Uh, in, does any sports analyst ever admit they're wrong?
1: Yes, I'll tell you who. So I am obviously a UVA fan. Go Hoos! We're in the middle of college basketball. And it's not been a happy time in the Wahoo land because um, we've had a pretty rough time losing to really crappy teams on the road. So we were playing against Louisville at home and Louisville was ranked and really, really good. And there was a Louisville columnist that basically said UVA was overrated. Well, UVA came in there and kicked ass. I mean, absolute domination, won by like 23. There was no question. We held Louisville to like 14 points and a half. Um, You know, this is Louisville at home. They never lose at home. So that reporter came back and you wrote a column going, okay, I was wrong. I'm sorry.
0: Well, you were speaking basketball and it just went over my head.
1: No, basketball is the greatest sport (laughs) ever. It's my favorite. I know no, I and love that, football. I love football. And I know you only like, and this is, happens a lot with my guests. They, you guys, niche down. So you niche down to football, mm-hmm. or you niche down to like just, and which is ironic to me because you went to. We've talked about this in Nebraska because when we first started chatting, you were like, "Oh God, what college team you are going to hate me?" I, Nebraska. I am like, right. I don't care. Um, you know, and yeah, cause right we're now, terrible now. It's sad. What has right, happened? That,
0: that whole dynasty just fell apart after Tom. Uh,
1: that means it's safe to get married in in the fall in Nebraska now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is being a Cali kid and then going out there for college, you, you, you know, when you grow up in Southern California, there's so much shit to do. And then you go to a state in the middle of nowhere and they have nothing else but football and nothing else but college football. And it was interesting to me to like places shut down to specifically watch football. And I think that to me, I was like, man, I love this place. Their dedication (laughs) and passion for football is so used like they shut the shit down
1: yeah but they're really really bad like they i don't oh, know terrible. they they are honestly like the jacksonville jaguars of um college <clears throat> football right now
0: but, you know, but here's the here's the irony now let's bring it back to the carolina panthers yeah Who, what what fucking dynasty do they have john fox got them to a super bowl once you know it's well, so-
1: fox got you guys to a super bowl
0: once too yeah, and he blew it that Artard. Forty three to eight. Thanks a lot for nothing. Yeah, that you know? was
1: probably the worst, most boring Super Bowl ever. I, 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 are you worried that's gonna happen again?
0: No, I'm not worried that's gonna happen again. You know why? Were you worried because, that was
1: gonna happen before? With this game? No, with that game. So like No, go, I actually Let's went, go back two years ago. Yeah, you know, and you got this like upstarts Seattle team and the Legion of Boom, and no, everybody was on restaurant because it's Peyton Manning, and he's great, and he's got he's you right. know all of his people, and it's gonna be awesome. And wasn't that still when you had that guy Eric Decker? Still, that guy. yeah, yeah, that guy Eric Decker. He's so pretty. That
0: one that all the female fans love. So pretty. Yeah. I will. But he married a complete idiot.
1: Well. He's not exactly the brightest bulb of the box.
0: No, he's not. He's not. No, that's he's all
1: right. Not. You know, they're going to, they make beautiful babies together and that's all that matters.
0: That's, that's what this planet needs. Not more smart people. No, pretty people. Pretty people need, yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway. So, Don't get me on
0: that subgenre.
1: My gosh, Captain Bronco. So, so forceful. Like,
0: oh, You have no idea.
1: Oh my. Um. So yeah, but like two years ago, like I'm expecting at least a good grudge match and it was like, from the opening series. It was like, what the heck is this?
0: That if, if that bad snap by Garcia and the two point fucking safety that occurred after that, didn't give an indication of where that game was headed. And to be honest, even when that game got to halftime, the Broncos during that season were so good at making adjustments at halftime that I thought they can pull up 21 points easy. And then halftime ends and then they get a kickoff return And it was it was ugly and it was it was pathetic. And the sad thing about all that, too, like you said, I went into that game thinking, man, who the the sea chickens? No, no, they're terrible. And we have the number one offense, the most potent. And I I think you look at that, too. The dichotomy of a football team who had the number one offense in the NFL of all time could only get eight points. And now here we are two later, two years later, and the roles have completely switched for the Broncos. Their offense is terrible and their defense is the number 1 thing in the NFL. So it's just every football team's different, they have their own personality and you probably know this from, you know, basketball and everything else. Carolina plays loose and fast and and they look like they're having fun doing what they're doing. I applaud them for that. I also think there are times when I see Cam Newton doing a stupid little dance and I'd love to punch him in the face and I think it ends up ruining him giving balls to kids. Act like you've been there before, guy, you know? Be humble about stuff. And I think there's sometimes it just goes too far for me.
1: See, I hate that whole be humble thing. I think that's the most ridiculous thing ever. He's having the most fun out there. I love mm-hmm. watching him. I love him so very much. I wish he were Philadelphia Eagle. Again, I just think he is amazing. Did you see the
0: pants he was wearing? I don't care, Captain Broncos.
1: You have no room to talk, Mr.
0: Yo- my, Bronco's let, yoga pants. Let me put it to you this way. <laughs> At least my yoga pants or tights, if I, I've learned is what they are. Because they are, are
1: women's. No, no. Let's let's explain to Galpal Nation. So I don't. I forget exactly how this came about. I forget who follow whom first in this whole Twitter thing. That's where we found each other. Yeah. But we 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 have found each other, Mm -hmm. and I forget why. But I was I was asking questions or something, and all of a sudden you bring up, "Well, I have Broncos yoga pants," and I'm like, "What?" And he Absolutely. sends me a photo privately of the yoga pants, not on, because that would be weird. No, um, that would be weird. That would be weird. Nothing like that. And I'm just like thinking, oh, my God. Well, I looked them up. They are women's yoga pants, peeps. They're tight. That, no,
0: well, see, I learned. Yeah, there's a difference between <laughs> yoga pants and tights. Yoga there are. pants flare out at the bottom. Yes, these do not. These do not. Have but
1: leggings, basically.
0: But here's the thing, though. And this is, into to my defense, the Captain Bronco persona has always been surrounded by a cape and a jersey and now that i've added these fantastic pants to my repertoire and i've worn them to games the ladies love them (laughs) and you know it just shows that we can be gender neutral in the nfl and everybody can get along and look phenomenal supporting their team
1: do you at least wear jerseys enough to cover your butt because when people oh
0: no 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 (laughs) And I and I will say this. You hoe, you. Oh, I let it all fly. You let out. like the thong like sit above, like on your hips too. Come oh on. no, I free ball in these things. Oh Jesus! completely. <laughs> and you know the funny thing is, and we've had uh, I've had writers on from uh, Mile High Report and some other blogs, and and we have fun with it. And I wear it, and and I start realizing certain things about women's fashion that I would have never been privy to before putting those pants on. And I will say this, those pants are goddamn comfortable. Mm-hmm. And and when you wear stuff like that, you're like, yeah, I feel kind of fucking sexy right now.
1: Um, yeah. Okay. No- that. No, no. In- I've got some great tights. I love wearing them, like especially running around town with the tiny humans. You get a g- great pair of bla- ballet flats. Or I actually, there's a great company called um, Cute Chick Shoes, and they're based out of here in my local area in Virginia. And I had them on. When well, they do license, like they look like they're fake Uggs because like, they're vegan. They don't hurt animals to do them. But the, And they have like, you can get Broncos, you can get Eagles, you can get any of them. So they sent me a pair, and they're the most you comfortable. you got to
0: be kidding me. Vegan Uggs?
1: Yes, they're vegan Uggs. They are so comfortable, Captain Bronco, you have no idea. Um, and they make rain boots and everything else. So yes, I totally Wrong get it. With
0: this planet. No, it's good first off,
1: if they were like real animal skin, do you realize how the expensive these were? They're already like seven, already like one hundred
0: twenty-five bucks. Got to use the skin somehow, unless it's pork and you're frying it up and making it delicious. Make them into shoes.
1: No, I'm not anti-using leather for
0: shoes. No, just, so that's why I'm just saying it's like I. No, I think
1: honestly they did it as a cost-effective thing when they were first starting out, and now they they have smartly gone, look, we like dogs and we don't use any animal products because you know what people care about this sort of thing. Look, it's a um, you're in marketing?
0: Yeah, I am, Tomah and i it's smarter them. No, but this is where I go. This is where the United States has become a nation of morons, if you will, because we sit down and we go, these are vegan boots, but vegan, right? And before vegan. you know it, Before you know it, they're going to use gluten-free boots as a methodology for selling these things because one percent—this is the news. One percent of the nation, less than that, is actually adversely affected by celiac disease. But now the entire nation can't go without gluten.
1: Well, I'm sorry, I've
0: diverged, but still,
1: (laughs) because of lack of gluten, though, that means I can enjoy hard cider more because there's there's a need for that, and it's delicious. Come on, hey. Captain Bronco! You can't take my hard cider away. It's delicious. No, 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 no!
0: I, I Especially
1: tasty ble- when you take it with a shot, like a shooter of um, Jack Fire or Fireball. So you put get like, this is what I do at Camp Wahoo. Okay, gals and pals, now we're talking drinking because this is, this is Captain is favorite. Now, wait favorite. a second.
0: Now, you're going to have to clarify for me. What is Camp Wahoo? Because we have a place out here called Wahoo Fish Tacos.
1: Okay, no. So, all right, let me explain. So, the University of Virginia official mascot is called the Cavalier. Right. However, we are known as the Wahoos for most things. I've never said go Cavs. If you say that to me, I'm thinking you're thinking Cleveland. So, we say go Who's Wahoo, Wahoo. And the reason for that is Washington and Lee is a small college. It used to be a big rival of ours back in the 1800s, late 1800s when football was just getting really, really big. And so they would go, well, those are a bunch of Wahoos down at Virginia. So this is when Virginia was an all-boys school and they're like, fine, we're a bunch of Wahoos and we right. embrace it as our own. Plus a Wahoo is a fish that can drink two times its weight.
0: Okay, I can so, dig with that.
1: Okay, so Camp Wahoo is my tailgating group. So we tailgate in the corner of Cabell and McCormick on the beautiful grounds of the University of Virginia. It's 10 minutes away. It's a great mixture of townies and... Um, alumni and we do things like cornhole and we've got beer pong and another
0: got... great name for for tailgating game cornhole
1: yes um and then we also have a nice giant um flat screen tv with a direct tv um satellite so we can Are watch you... games oh yes no we take this seriously and more alcohol than any group of adults should ever consume i usually well, bring... I... Yeah.
0: I, I hope you're going to be periscoping this because I'm very interested now.
1: No, we do. like So there's a great blog called the Virginia Brew Review. They, um, we do beer tastings. So the guys will bring in beers based on our opponents, either from their states or um, different themes and things like that. So we usually do beer tastings. Um, nice. Yeah. So no. Um, yes. It's too bad you're in SoCal. I would totally invite you to one. You'd probably have I would, a grand time. I
0: would have a Wahoo of a time.
1: You would. You would. So yes. Yeah, so anyway, so that's so yes. You can eat Wahoos. Um, that sounded dirty when I said it because I am one, but no, um, <laughs> they are fish. Um, but yes. Well, that's
0: why I was—that's why I was confused because we we have a franchise down here, Wahoo Fish Tacos, and obviously they make the fish tacos with wahoo's. But now it takes on a whole different meaning, and I'll never look at that place the same.
1: So now you're thinking, oh my god, are they chopping up people like Sports Gal Pal?
0: And once again, I would probably do that just because it's not <laughs> vegan free and it's it's not gluten free and. If I can eat it and it upsets people, I'll do it.
1: And I'm an American goddammit, and it's yeah. and it's America goddammit. Freedom. That's
0: right. That's right. One of my favorite line one of my favorite songs of all time is that Dennis Leary, I'm an asshole. Okay. I don't know if you know that song. No. Uh, I'll you look should listen up. to it. It's fantastic. He I will made... link
1: it in the show notes, Captain Bronco. Yeah. Link it up for will, the
0: show. I
1: will link it. All right. So, back to Super Bowl. Um yes. So are you – like how do you as a fan – because I do like to talk about the fan experience. I think we've broken down the game. You obviously are pulling for the Broncos. If you weren't, then you're – something wrong with you because you're I'm literally special. dressed I, – I won't show the video because I don't do a video podcast though you do. Um, and it's funny. I don't normally have the video on when I'm podcasting. Um, it's, it's an odd experience to see your face.
0: <laughs> well, you, you, I, I think, well the, one of the reasons why we do it is I think it's personal. You um, just I, I wanted to a,
1: see my face. It's okay
0: this is true too it's but good,
1: it's a good face but,
0: but from a marketing perspective not just marketing but just personal relationship building i always find it it's more important to be able to talk to people face to face and while i can certainly understand going audio only i i prefer video because it allows me to see how people engage and look at each other and how they react to certain comments and being able to build on that and take a conversation one direction it probably wouldn't have gone if you weren't looking at people and their emotions and their hand moving, and drinking alcohol and stuff like that, so
1: sure, definitely. So, um, how are you planning on celebrating the Super Bowl? It is a national holiday.
0: Ooh, so it's interesting. Uh, there was lots of discussion between me and the wife on how we were going to do this, and there was discussion of actually going to Santa Clara to be part of the game.
1: Whoa! Uh, at uh,
0: well, it wasn't. We weren't going to buy tickets, but just to go up there and be a part of, you know tailgating and stuff like that and then we found out they're not letting anybody in the parking lot if you don't have a ticket that went up the window and you know my wife after <laughs> after the last super bowl um i was a very uh, problematic jerk in the sense that i take things very personally no uh, i have been told to get out my man packs before um, because i get emotional <laughs> and if you don't get the reference it's Equivalent to Tampax. Sorry, Gal Pal Nation. <laughs> um, but so I get really personally invested in this. And so when they don't win, I take it very difficult. So my wife said, okay, whatever we're doing, uh, we're going to be in a short distance from the location where we're watching it in the house. So we're going to go visit a friend of ours who runs a brewery called Fallbrook Brewing here in, in uh, San Diego County. And we're going to go celebrate there. And, and uh, hopefully they will win. And if they win, I will probably be taking Monday morning off uh, so I can truly enjoy and revel in the greatness that is Peyton Manning's Super Bowl 50 um, experience. And we were actually – we were thinking about doing it, was doing a live stream of the game and doing a podcast during it. And then we figured, who the hell's going to want to listen to anybody doing that when they can watch the game? So
1: Yeah. Now, I'll probably Periscope um, before game, obviously. I will Periscope um, at halftime. Um, because the boys like it and I like yeah. periscoping that that's and you've seen one of my periscopes but that that was That was not a traditional periscope Catherine. That, <laughs> that was raucous That was amazing That was insane. those are all my char-
0: We always uh, we laugh on the show that when we're done we we do the after hours booze cast that we charge 399 a minute for uh, and you could have certainly done that with that periscope.
1: I probably could have. Um, yes, and could. Even, and afterwards when the periscope went away and we drank some more. Um, yes. It
0: continued to go down the red line. Because
1: none of our husbands were there. None uh, no, of our I, husbands I, I, were. I could see that. Yes. I could see that. Yeah. And if they were, I don't know if they'd stop us. There's been times if you go, um, so there's a great, I don't know if you actually Periscope yourself, but there's a great, um, app called catch.me. And, um, you can see past, uh, so you can see my gal pal Angie and I at New Year's Eve. Um, that was one of the girls that was there. She's one of my best friends. And she and I, we ran out of the liquor we were doing shots of. So we decided to do shots of Southern Comfort.
0: Why not? <laughs>
1: because we were that far gone. In front of my child. Um, There's nothing- my child came in. And here's the thing. I bought them um, like sparkling cider. And so my sh- child was drinking out of champagne glasses. I got so many comments going, "You're letting your child drink out of that? I'm like, yes. Because what else would she drink sparkling cider out of?
0: Don't worry about my personal parenting skills, lady. You're, you're watching me periscope.
1: Yeah, I mean, on New Year's Eve, you have nothing yeah. better to do. Yeah, so at one point, one of the guys, I was like, maybe I should take my top off. And Angie's like, yeah. My husband finally goes, nope, it's not that kind of periscope. <laughs> and I, he never interjects Give at all. me the phone. He was like, nope, not that kind of periscope. He <laughs> rarely interjects into the business of Galpaw Nation, but it's one of those things. So, yes, and I rarely talk about him. Though he's a huge sports fan. He's actually a Raiders fan. What? I know. It's unfortunate. I don't like it either. Um,
0: unfortunate? Good God. They don't they're like the Chargers. They don't even know where they're gonna be living.
1: Well, here's the thing. They're getting really good. They've got some young talent. I like Take Jack us. Del Rio. Shh. be quiet. This is my traitor.
0: Traitor.
1: No, I never said I was a Broncos fan.
0: No, I, Jack Del Rio's a traitor.
1: What well, how is he a traitor? He got a job.
0: No, he had his foot out the door for that job.
1: Well, do you blame him?
0: I do blame him. He was an asshat.
1: Okay. okay. Wow. How do you really feel? No, That's seriously. Good. You need people to hate. This is good. This is good for football. Like, you should hate him and Andy Reid and who else is in your division?
0: I don't hate Andy Reid. I just look I at him. I hate and, Andy Reid. How many, how many barbecue ribs did you have before the game, Andy Reid? <laughs> he just looks like a guy who would have a messy barbecue face.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, and especially in that town. And I just, again, want him to figure out time management. Wait, no, that's Doug Peterson, and now he's my problem.
0: Yeah, see, it's – you, you guys got you, you guys got screwed on the coaching. You, San Francisco – this probably will go down in the era of history of, like, the worst head coaching changes in the NFL.
1: Well, there was no one out there. I mean, look at what was out there. Yeah, like, well. Even college football, for some degree, it was like, who's out there with all the changes? So I'm just like, hmm.
0: Yeah, the, the the draft pool for coaches was pretty pretty bad. Just,
1: and the draft pool for a lot of skill positions, coaches, um, coordinators, um, and also quarterbacks. I mean, we've not had a really great quarterback come out of a draft class since really Andrew Luck, because um, Cam Cam came before Andrew. They were right about yeah, the same but time.
0: Yeah, you're 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 totally blowing over Johnny Manziel. He's going to be amazing.
1: Yes, he's probably going to be a Dallas Cowboy, and that's going to be glorious. And that's going to be glorious. That's going to be so much fun to watch.
0: (laughs) I just, you look at scenarios like that. You know, I don't know. I'm a horrible
1: person for wanting my rival school, my rival team, like that, or RG three. Either one, please, count Dallas Cowboys. I know that's that is the future after Tony Romo and his awful low back.
0: Why in the world would you? I just don't understand teams when you know if somebody's got a problem like that why you would bring that in to your camp and make that an issue when it doesn't need to be
1: because they literally hate their fans and they hate winning like they 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 have a compulsion not to win in in Cleveland on any level i mean look at what they've done to the the cavaliers there
0: yeah but you know i don't i feel bad for browns fans right i mean
1: no they 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 can choose not to be You could choose not to. You could choose not to support the team. And their whole, like, oh, our team left and went to Baltimore. Yes! And look what happened. They became champions.
0: Well, the owners were kind of dicks, The owners are dicks. Yeah.
1: The owners are dicks.
0: But it always goes goes back to, like, how much investment an an owner is going to make into a team, right? And surround the staff with people who are going to make them great like the Broncos always try and put up championship teams which is why I love them there's a big work ethic there and then you have franchises like the Chargers who do exactly the opposite same thing with the Browns
1: yeah and i just it's it's sad but oh well so um I- I think it's perfectly appropriate the way you react, by the way, if they they do lose. Um, I have been known to, after Virginia loses in the NCAA tournament the last two years against Michigan State with Tom Izzo and his beady eyes, that I cried. Um, I went through all the stages of grief, and I would not let anybody in my household, especially my husband, watch any college basketball for the remainder of the tournament.
0: If I can't enjoy it, none of you will either.
1: Pretty much. I'm a horrible person.
0: There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, look, I was watching a Bronco Hype videos this weekend, and I got emotional over some of them. Really? really oh, Captain totally. Marcos? Oh, God, because you, you get wrapped up into it. Football, to me, is the ultimate sport for uh, emotion roller coastering of, of, of anything else. Like, are you going to watch Jack Nicholas sink a putt and be like, oh, my God, that was so beautiful? No, that doesn't do it for you. Um, There's just too much drama in football.
1: The- no, there sometimes happens like again I, I could give you so many answers but I I'm a I like all kinds of sports so that's just me but you like to keep it just straight down to the Broncos and for your sake I hope I'm wrong I here's the deal I don't I would not mind a Bronco Broncos winning if we if were the Patriots no I'd be flat out all vibes I, boyc- I
0: boycotted it last year I, mean, I, I just I wasn't gonna watch the Super it's Bowl a shame. it was
1: a really good game um Katy Perry. Katy Perry was great.
0: Left Shark was great.
1: Yes, Left Shark was awesome. She's she's a firework. Um, yes,
0: <laughs> and so many levels.
1: Yes, I love her. Stop it. And I have no problem. Oh, let's let's talk about that really fast. Um, everybody has had an opinion about Coldplay, whether or not they should be the... Uh,
0: the wife and I were talking about that, too. I've
1: seen them live twice. They're great. I don't. I have no problem. They're my favorite, actually. I'm going to admit it. I'm going to admit it. I love them. And now all the Galpani is going, we'll never listen to you again, Ramona. You betrayed us. Oh, so what's she going to get?
0: There's nothing wrong with Coldplay if you're driving in a w- brainstorm and you want to be romantic with your significant other. <laughs> it is not scream. I'm so excited for football when I'm a scientist is playing.
1: Yeah. Are they going to sing all their sad songs? Cause it's the perfect like breakup mix, you know, or like I'll fix you, you know, which he wrote about Gwyneth Paltrow's dad dying. I'm going, yeah. well, depending on how it goes, one of those teams might need that.
0: Uh, I just, I thought it was a weird choice and I've always felt that it, Taking the focus off of the game and turning it to this 30 minute spectacle where people feel like year after year they have to, you know, over the top the next act. It's to me, get rid of it. I don't need that. I want to fo- watch it because of football. And that's the only thing about the Super Bowl I end up hating because it draws in all these other people who don't know shit about the game. And then, you know, it's like, oh, but the halftime show's on. I'm like, get the fuck out of my face with your halftime show
1: <laughs> or the commercials.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. I want to focus on the game. I don't, want to, I don't care about Doritos.
1: That the, what I don't understand, too, is that everybody's hyped up on the commercials. I'm like, you can watch them now. They're all out. Like they're yeah, on YouTube well, right now.
0: Well, and that's the thing. Like that, that whole mystery surrounding watching the commercials and how funny they are is gone now. Right? We've, mm-hmm. We live in an era of immediacy.
1: Yeah. Like st- the last, last brand to really win the Super Bowl was Nabisco with Oreo when the blackout happened. Oh, absolutely! they immediately made that little graphic and that went viral. And they're the last person to win a Super Bowl ad. And that cost them literally nothing to produce. And now it's I, like,
0: ah. I actually went to South by Southwest the year that happened. And I talked to uh, the brand manager who was in charge of Oreos and they came up with that campaign. And it was one of those things, if you're in social media, obviously like you are and, and I do uh, for my, my day-to-day job, the... Uh, Understanding the immediacy of a situation, capturing that moment and being able to convey that in a message that resonates with people. God, when and you that do that, that's quickly, goal. and that yeah.
1: quickly. Like I'm talking like milliseconds. Yeah. Because that's how fast a tweet goes. It's milliseconds. Yeah. And again, GalPa Nation, I'm all over Twitter. You should follow me at sports I'm hilarious. Because that's where Scott found me. Yay. Absolutely. All right. Scott, speaking of Twitter and all the other places, if GalPound Nation wants to hear you, and I gotta tell you, Galpaw, gals and pals, I listen to a ton of podcasts. You know I have my favorites. Um but the Broncos cast is the booze cast is hilarious. I mean just really funny they do a video version which i think is is brave and bold because it's live um but i listened to the audio version too in the car and it's very very funny um lots of profanity so tiny humans probably should not listen unless you want to expand their vocabulary and get letters home um like you want to talk about
0: yeah hope solo's butthole this is the type of humor we go down it's fantastic
1: sure why not (laughs) so yes where should they go captain bronco
0: uh, you can listen to us it on iTunes or uh, CaptainBronco dot com or follow me on Twitter at CaptainBronco and uh, my good co-host James Hernandez of Fifty Two Eighty Shirt Shop. Um, I, you know, I, I I literally couldn't do the show without people like you, Ramona, and, and I think that great camaraderie that comes with everybody who does podcasting in the sports arena. And, and I, I appreciate everything that you do, and I appreciate you having me on and um, I think we're definitely going to have you on the booze cast. I just hope that you're ready. Uh, I hope your liver is gone oh, through at least you, some Rocky.
1: Oh, Captain Franco, you precious, precious, precious soul. Are you ready to have the Galp experience? Because I'm way better of a guest than I am a host. Because as a guest, I'm not driving the show. I don't have to worry about things. And um, yeah, so you tell me what you need me to do and I will bring it. No hey, problem. I-
0: I think I think this is going to be the beginning of a good relationship uh, <laughs> for alcohol and podcasting. Both, both both talents put together is is something that. Uh, I think the listeners deserve.
1: Very, very good. And again, Gals and Pals, all the um, show notes. Uh, listen to me. I'm all flabbergasted because he was being nice to me. Um, all the um, links to Captain Bronco and his amazing podcast will be on my show notes at blog. Uh, BlogTechRadio.com forward slash SportsGalPal. Or, of course, on dot we we will have a full recap, including I've got a new feature on my um, show notes where I'm getting my guests because I'm trying to be organized this year. Imagine that. Systematic podcasting. Yay, it does work. Um, where I get my guests to answer what I'm calling like the best seven questions that every sports fan should know about themselves. And it reveals a lot. And yes, and Captain Bronco brought it with his. So yes, very, very good questions. So they will be live on air. And again, Captain Bronco, for your sake and for all of Bronco Nation, again,
0: if you guys... No, have- no, 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 wait, 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 please stop right there. It is not Bronco's Nation <laughs> It is Broncos country. Jesus Christ. If anybody calls it the nation, they're off the country. They're, I, I send them to Trump land. Doesn't Trump want to get everybody out of the country? <laughs> then they've been trumped. You're out of Broncos nation. You're out of the country.
1: Okay, well, I'm rooting for the Panthers, so I'm probably not invited anyway.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, you'll be invited on afterwards so that we can laugh at you. No,
1: again, I'm fully okay if you guys win. I, again, I either way, my personal team, the Philadelphia Eagles, are so far from a Super Bowl. It'll probably be decades before we even venture close to being back to a Super Bowl with the damage that has happened the last, like, four years.
0: But you so- like Cam Newton's pants, and that was just that's too much for me to handle.
1: No, no. I like Cam Newton, period. Not his pants.
0: Didn't you see I his don't pants? Mind, I don't mind day?
1: them. Yes, I saw them. They're the zebra and gold pants. I, maybe he just needs to... Well, no, he is kind of with a person because he just had a child. You know what? When you make that much money and you've won a Heisman Trophy and you're going to win an MVP and you might win a Super Bowl, I think you can wear whatever pants you want to.
0: No. You wear the pants of your team like I do. You wear the t- you wear the Bronco yoga pants. That's what you wear if you're going to wear tights, bro. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast and be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.